Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm with some wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Yeah. Hey, all right. Hey, welcome everybody. This is the Man Up Podcast and Merry Christmas. And we're in the middle of the uh, Christmas season. And I want to welcome you for the Man Up Podcast from here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church in Sugarland, Texas. You can find us if you have a globe close by, just southwest of Houston. And we are in lesson number seven, going viral, the birth and advance of the church. Grace granted, church planted. You can find us, we have a Facebook page, which is under Man Up. You can find an archive of these podcasts under Man-Up on SoundCloud, also on iTunes, but there's other Man Up, so if you search uh, man up, Bill Cox, you'll find the correct one. <clears throat> we have just completed, we're a little bit late, and I'm sorry about that as far as the, the, uh, the start of this, a consolation uh, service. Um, and I, it was for all the people, it was uh, to minister to those people that are grieving this holiday season. And the pastor brought up something that is, was really poignant, and I want to pass it on to you this holiday season. As you scroll scroll through all the channels, you'll just think that everybody's just having a holly jolly time, Christmas time. Everything's great. Everybody has food done. Their trees up. Their lights are done. Their kids are well behaved. Uh, they've already bought all the presents. Their bills are paid. Everything is, and the snow looks great and their neighbors are nice to them, and their family only comes and stays for a little while and then leaves before you get sick of them, I'm here to tell you, as men, that's probably not going to happen. And also as men, as you heard in our opening, we're not pastors, we're just regular guys. And we feel that there's two parts of a man. There's the exterior, and then there's the interior. And for one hour maybe even a little bit less tonight. <clears throat> We're going to work on the interior. Work on your faith. And we have a panel <clears throat> that we're going to go around. We're going to t- I'm going to introduce them first. Then we're going to give a little summary of the lesson. We're going to read the scripture, and then we'll talk about that. And I also want them to interject about the reason for the season and some things that they might want you to think about at this time. <clears throat> It's absolutely wonderful to have back in the saddle. And he only sits for a little while because I know it gets uncomfortable for him. I think he's all done with his surgeries. He is our favorite policy writer, also a professional gambler. Mr. Steve Titch is here. We have our insurance guy. He also happens to be our class deacon, Kyle Trahan. And my name is Bill Cox. And I am essentially a sales guy, writer, and actor, <coughs> and just recovering from <coughs> a touch of the cold. So, anyway, 
I will just go around to our, our small panel and have them talk about the lesson. Uh, we're on Grace Granite Church Planet. Let's start out with uh, Mr. Steve Titch. Okay, yes, we're, we're really at uh, <coughs> books of, Book of Acts, uh, chapter 11, uh, verses 1 through 26. And uh, here we, well, we will get into this a little bit. We'll see the, there's some arguments developing as to who's going to be a real uh, Christian. Um, but basically, to, to, to just to add to your point, um, one of the, I guess, one of the <clears throat> graceful things about being a Christian is understanding the meaning for this season. And that it's more than just presents and good times and holiday parties. Uh, that there is that there is true there's true hope that transcends whatever is going on in your daily life. Uh, and certainly there are people hurting uh, during the season, and we should remember them. But also. Um, uh, the the message of Christmas is that uh, our Savior is born, uh, that the long the, the, the long walk in darkness, to paraphrase the the, the perhaps the prophet, uh, has ended. Uh, so uh, there's that to remember, and that is that is what brings you know brings me the warmth of this season above all. Excellent, and uh, Kyle Trahan. You know there's. Uh, we're, we're looking at Acts 11, so I mean, it's the birth of the church. And, you know, how amazing it had to have been, how scary and frightful as well, but how amazing it would have been to be in that time. I mean, you're full of the Holy Spirit and you're out bringing people into the fold, you know, left and right. And, you know, at the same time, you have the persecution going on uh, of the early Christians. What is it? The way? The early Christians. The way. <clears throat> and uh, you know this lesson in itself is is really a, a groundbreaking event where you know he's really sitting down with the Gentiles and just people that aren't Jews. Oh my God! And they are being anointed with the Holy Spirit the same as the disciples were. So um, just a, a really interesting uh, lesson this time. What I really, uh, what really struck me about it, and I guess it's probably, and, and like most of the men out there, probably 90% of your day you're focused on making a living, on your business, creating a business or whatever. And, and that's kind of how I, I was looking at this particular lesson. And I thought, how many people do I know that start a business that would want to run across any one of these things would have stopped them? would have stopped them dead in their tracks. And here, they weren't doing this for pay. As a matter of fact, if they were convincing people that they were part of the way, they were most definitely going to be persecuted. Okay? I mean, this could, if you convinced somebody, you, you, you could have signed your own death warrant. Okay? And so, I, I, it just struck me. How motivated were these? They, they were committed. They were convinced and regardless of what ha happened, they were filled with this Holy Spirit. And they were not going to be denied. And there's, there's just something about it that just, uh, when you go through it and then you just, you absolutely feel their commitment, it's 
it's absolutely awe-inspiring. And one other thing that I would like to uh, interject about this season is comparisons. This season, notoriously, when people get together, it's the one-upmanship. It's the comparisons that people have. And like Steve alluded to earlier, remember the reason for the season. Stay away from the pettiness. And you as a man out there listening, understand this. You are the leader of your circle of influence. And if you say it's okay to ignore that kind of stuff, in your circle of influence, it is absolutely okay. And so go forth. Be peaceful. Remember the reason for the season. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get into the scripture. We're in Acts 11, 1 through 26. The apostles and the brothers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went into the house of the uncircumcised men and ate with them? Peter began and explained everything to them precisely as it had happened. I was in the city of Joppa, praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds of the air. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, Surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came onto them as he had come onto us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift as he gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could oppose God? When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then God has granted even the Gentiles repentance unto life. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, telling the message only to Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. 
And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. A lot of material in there. <clears throat> but the thing about it is, <clears throat> each little obstacle that was put up, Peter had a response for it. Um, yes, I think the key verses in is verse uh, 18, um, when, yes, after Peter talks about this, um, actually, I shouldn't say this, verse 17, uh, Peter says this, if God gave them the same gift he get, as he gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think I could oppose God? <coughs> um, there, this idea, again, this is all has been brewing throughout the Gospels throughout and, and throughout the early part of Acts that the, the word was expanding. The, God, the, the gospel was expanding beyond the Jews in, in, in Jerusalem and Roman Palestine and spreading out. And uh, here it already, uh, he had visitors come to see him. Uh, and uh, this idea that the gospel was as much for uh, Gentiles as it was for the descendants of the nation of Israel. Um, this later on would continue. I mean, we'll talk about that in the later chapters, um, this issue over, over what you had to do in order to become a Christian. But it wasn't right, settled here. Yes, right. but right yeah, here you see, and, and Peter actually tends to drift toward the other side, but right here he, said, he basically says it. It's, if, if these people have... Have the, if the Spirit has come upon these people, these people have accepted the grace of the Lord, then it, it's done. Right. Boom. They are, they are part of our community. Right. Um, and then and, and the second part of this talks about Antioch, and, and you see, obviously the Spirit is at work, but we talked about how the persecution was spreading the word out, and it, it, it actually references this. Those who had been scattered by the persecution... Um, some of them made it as far as Antioch, which I, it's, I think it's Syria. I, if, if we look at the map, I think it's fairly close to the Turkish border. Uh, and uh, we have um, we have them preaching to the gen the Greeks, the Gentiles there, uh, and a, a church actually grows. This might be the f the first church. Um, the first Christian community, we don't know, they were called Christians, obviously, the, 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 you could say there was a community in, in Jerusalem, so we don't want to be too, uh, too, too specific about it. Um, but what happens here is that it's organic. It's, this happens out, maybe, this is something that at first Peter or the, 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 the inner circle has little to do with. This church springs up uh, as a result of refugees bringing the word, and when the when the word reaches what's going on in Antioch, that's when Peter dispatches Barnabas to right. maybe to right. maybe basically coalesce this, and then Barnabas goes and gets Saul, and and together they 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 they, they not only they plant the church as it's here, it's, they, they 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 birth this church in Antioch, which is, uh, the, looks like if, if we go by what's going on the timeline, the first large Christian community outside Israel or outside right, Roman right. Palestine, if we want to be. Uh, do you ever watch those TED Talks? 
Mm-hmm. You, you, you never, you, you don't count from time to time. Uh, I, I do too. Mm-hmm. I, I love them. And what they are is they're they're just for if you're not familiar with a TED talk, it's just a short little demonstration mm-hmm. about a topic that somebody mm-hmm. happens to know about. And this reminds me very much about how to start a movement, a TED mm-hmm. talk. And what it is is that the person starts the movement, but then. Soon, in order for the movement to get going, the movement itself has to get momentum to where the leader is not significant. And that's, to me, is what has happened with this. Because the leader is not all that significant about this. It's the belief, it's the spirit that is in the individuals that is significant. Because it, it is in so many people it's spread mm-hmm. so far because of the persecution of Stephen. <coughs> uh, excuse me. Kyle, do you have anything? Uh... You know, um, <clears throat> when we talked about Barnabas going and getting Saul, uh, the writer on this lesson wrote something uh, further back. He said, Barnabas was aware that Saul whom he had sent to Tarsus and Sicilia, had extensive knowledge of the scriptures, and God had chosen Saul as the messenger to the Gentiles. You know, so you have a a God-knowing, God-fearing, Jesus-knowing group there. Uh, But, you know, Saul was very well-versed. You know, he was trained in the scriptures. Um, So he knows how the Old Testament brings forward into Jesus in the New Testament. And so he was able to explain that very well to the people that were there. You know, they were, I can only imagine, you know, just waiting on it. You know, uh, just like we've talked about previously, people sitting in the outside ring, the, the lame guy sitting at the gate, beautiful. You're able to see it, but you right. can't know it. And so these people knew God, but didn't know the scripture and how to really bring it into their life to understand it. Interesting point, because Saul knew what it was like to be the authority figure. It's just that his transformation took him to a different level uh, of this. But they, they, they were... They were the pastors. They were the first pastors of this church. I mean, uh, Barnabas and 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 then then Saul, um, and boy, did this train them to build churches, because you know then they would set off and start planting churches from there, literally from there onward to Rome, um, uh, and what what experience they were getting on this, uh, and and what a community it, it was. When, who was Barnabas? I mean, I understand he... He, he was... I, I, he was... Oh, he was... One, he was a deacon. <laughs> right. He was, yeah. he was one of the... He was younger, Six though. that along... I think or Stephen was one... Who were, were chosen to do the... The to widows do the, and the children and stuff. And were, were chosen to, like, do the work and do the... Do the <coughs> kind of the... the <coughs> The ministry, well, not the ministry, the hands-on work of the church, distributing right, food to... All right, um, so he's not far removed from the time of Jesus, obviously. No, no, and you know, so mm-hmm. he could have very well had first-hand knowledge mm-hmm. or seen 
Jesus. He could have mm-hmm. been at the Sermon on the Mount mm-hmm. or anything else, I guess. Um, but most likely, he was somebody just like Peter or whatever, mm-hmm. a fisherman, a, mm-hmm. a carpenter or whatever. Um, so, you know, this year that he spends uh, with Saul, mm-hmm. you know, you got to imagine. Master's <laughs> Yeah, he's sucking up the scriptures mm-hmm. like nothing right, else. He's right. going to be a sponge mm-hmm. at that point because he's the same. Mm-hmm. He's on fire. Mm-hmm. He's got all the zeal and, mm-hmm. and energy to go and do. I just don't have the knowledge to be able to teach everyone I meet. And so that had to be a really interesting year for for Barnabas as well. I I think a a big deal, though, is when you're in a position of authority, it's almost like you have the responsibility to say no. You know what I'm saying? And like Peter... Surely not, Lord. I'm going to keep myself pure or whatever. And God had to break him down from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. You, you, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I think that that's part of being a man. Mm-hmm. You know, <coughs> being a man, <coughs> you think of yourself as being the guy that tells your kids, no, don't do mm-hmm. this. Or, the you know, leader of your group, no, you, you know, as far as protection, as opposed with getting out the spirit and and promoting something, and you know, instead of making it an exclusive club, making it inclusive and trying to promote change, I think that's a huge mm-hmm. deal. Yes, yes. I mean, in some way, yes. As he makes. His first response is, hey, no, 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 we can't. <laughs> right, right, no, and, no, 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 yeah. this isn't and, allowed and, in the club. And instead, you know, he says, he, he becomes the guy who says, you know, we got to, we got to, we got to think about this. We got to really change the way we think about this. And I think, you know, and he says, it's really coming from God. It's, um, uh, the, you know, in a vision, you know, it has to be presented three times, um, which that does imply a little wearing down <laughs> Of Peter on this. Well, and, but you know, I mean, he Peter also always, denied Christ three times. Yes, and, right. You know, yes, his and significance he, of three yes, carries and, forward. Um, so, um, well, I mean, and, and that's the kind of thing uh, about this lesson. What they're trying to do is get us to think about the church traditions and stuff that are maybe stifling the growth and. Uh, you know, and that's one thing that's always kind of, uh, I don't want to say haunted me, but I, I've always wondered. I mean, obviously we're Baptists, okay? But how many denominations are there? <laughs> I don't want to count them I don't all. Wanna, I don't want to count them all. But, yeah. And I mean, there are denominations within denominations. Yeah, right, no. right. And, 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 you know, and, and um, I'm not that, I, I'm not that uh, certain that that was what was in mind. Yes. <laughs> and so... There's got to be, when you boil it down, when you boil it down, it's, you know, caring for your fellow man, you know. Well, I mean, the church is supposed to be the hands and feet of Christ. It's not the building. It's not the people. I mean, it is the people that congregate together, but it's not supposed to be about the people that are together, you know. When we talk about a church in itself and you see the building on whatever street it is, 
you know, we forget a lot of times that it is our job and our duty unto God and Christ to go out and proclaim the good news. Instead, we get together and we do that inside the building, but taking it outside the walls is, is very uh, forgotten. It's, it's not something we practiced often here. Okay, well now what we're doing is, like we say, we're going down a rabbit hole. And this is an, apl this is an application uh, deal, and we've been there before uh, on this particular subject. But it's being out in the world and how free you feel to proclaim it. And I can tell you this, in the Christmas season or holiday season, it's more prevalent than ever. I was counting uh, on my block. Uh, of the uh, Christmas lights that were up, Merry Christmas was said three times, which was a lot compared to what it had been. It had been recently Happy Holidays. But it oh, oh, almost looks yeah. like now sad. that people are feeling that they want to exp they express their mm -hmm. Christianity in their holiday mm -hmm. decorations. Now, in my neighborhood, and I don't know if you, and, and I, I don't know, and I, I think about that, about the persecution, mm -hmm. how we've been instructed in our workplace and, and some of our social groups to make sure we don't offend every, anybody, mm -hmm. by, so just give a happy <laughs> holiday card, where, and to make sure that we express our Christianity that we're making sure that we say Merry Christmas and we have our decorations say Merry Christmas. And, and also I think that, you know, people like myself, I'm paying attention more when I see it. It's a bigger deal than it was. Whereas before, when it wasn't, I don't want to say legislated against, but when, you know, before people... For the last few years, it's kind correct. of been a little politicized. Yes, yeah. Um, but what, what what is though? Some of this lesson dealt with with prejudices. I'm I'm on the same page you are here. The questions in the back of the the lesson um, about about discipleship and prejudices, and we were started on when we talked about denominations and and they're definitely there are definitely if you want to call them prejudices or little bits of, of distrust. With other denominations, um, uh, Catholics and Protestants have had a very, very touchy history, to say the least. Absolutely. And then even even today, I mean, and I'm coming from the Catholic tradition, I hear in more of a Protestant area of the country, I hear things said about Catholics that aren't particularly flattering um, or nice. Um, and But they are, they are Christians. Um, and uh, there's there's no doubt that uh, there's there's a, a, a an understanding of of God and the Lord and and salvation in the Catholic Church. Um, uh, but you know where where I guess what there are prejudices that exist. I'm talking about, and then then there are church traditions. Um, and we talked a little about this in our session. What what are we going to surrender? What are we willing to surrender? And and how much is too much? And we talked about hymns changing and um, liturgical changes. And 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 let's say, what what did we we hit on? Um, 
uh, hymns are a big thing. Um, uh, I think I, going around it, but but what you know what what are you willing to surrender to make your church more welcoming to new people, to people who who those those Greeks and those Greeks out there, those Gentiles who have either not heard the word or have have. have Partly rejected it or just don't get it. If you don't mind, let me go first on okay. that. Uh, and here, a couple of points that I have. <clears throat> any church has a barrier to entry. Just like any, any group, there's a barrier for you to get through that door. Uh, and once you're through that door the first time, it's the familiarization and then plugging in and then identifying with that group, okay? And that, that is how a person gets in. The, the thing about it is, and particularly from a man's point of view, is this. A man has to feel the need to have his spirit filled in order to come back. There's so many things that are on a man's <clears throat> plate that... They have to feel the need, uh, feel the need for it in order to, for them to carve out the time to it. <clears throat> but to have a religious experience for myself, because I've been going to church pretty much my whole life, I don't really need anything going on. But I really feel more blessed when I'm in a holy place. I feel it's easier for me to connect with God when I pray in a pew than at home. I mean, I, can st I still feel the connection at home, but the holy surroundings just seem to engulf me. And that's why I, the familiarity of the hymns of the season... Mm -hmm really take me back to when I was a kid. And especially it's going to be even more emotional this year because I used to always sit with my mother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I won't be able to do that, you know, this Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's the, the, the two points of it. It's the barriers to entry, but it's also to make sure they have that feeling of worship, uh, that fulfill, fulfillment, uh, that the faith. But, but let, let, me, let me go back to that barrier, and, and I know what you're getting at, but how as is, how is Christians do we lower that barrier? Say, say uh, you, you were saying about how you like to say Merry Christmas, and, and you, have, you have a certain grounding in your faith. And I'm, I'm, I'm Joe your work buddy or Joe, your friend, who's maybe went to church when they were a kid but fell away and says, well, Bill, you, you know, I, I like this Merry Christmas. I Merry Christmas to you too. You know, kind of I'm feeling blue this this year. You know, I'm, it's, I feel empty. I, 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 I see the lights, um, but, you know, what's this all about? And, and kind of I'm, I'm giving you, and, and, and what, do you, what do you do then? Here's the question for the panel. What do you do then? How do you take this person and 
get them into a place where they're ready to receive the Lord. Kyle. <laughs> okay, he's gonna. Fight yeah. Me. <laughs> well, I've seen Kyle. I've seen yes. Kyle. I, I've seen Kyle minister, and Kyle okay. can minister outside of his van. Uh, I mean, as he's driving down the street, you know, I, I've seen him do that. Got me stopped. No. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's just being available to that person, you know, and and every single every single one of the encounters I've ever had is different. You know, it starts different. I mean, the individual is a different person. They've mm-hmm. had the different background. Like you said, this one may have been raised in the church and fell away. This one may have been raised Buddhist or nothing at all. And so it's part of it's being able to just try and read the person a little bit. Um, because if you jump in too, too much, you can certainly scare somebody off quickly because you overload them with information they can't digest or can't understand yet. Well, and I don't think the uh, answer is always, oh, hey, let me invite mm-hmm. you to church. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You've got to meet them on their turf where they, where they feel comfortable. Right. You, well, you know, I mean, and just minister them <clears throat> to them right there. And I'll tell you what, and you will know when you miss the opportunity. Like I said before, I, I talked religion with this uh, cousin of my wife. They had a stroke for hours, and yet I was in such a hurry to leave, I didn't pray with him. Mm. Now, I have over the phone, but it's not the same. And you, as you grow in your faith, I absolutely believe you get better at recognizing the opportunity and how to handle it. It's your faith muscle is just like any other muscle. The more you work work it, the more you'll know how to handle it and what is appropriate. You know, uh, I mean, I was, uh, it was an odd one today. Uh, I was in a gun store. (laughs) Oh, really? I was looking looking for a new holster. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I mentioned something of the craziness of this world and, you know, all the shootings at church and stuff like that and just makes people consider, you know, carrying <laughs> for, for our safety right. know, inside the building. And uh, I, I said something that, to that effect <coughs> is why I was considering, you know, a holster and stuff like that. And uh, <clears throat> so he says, well, you know, I'm not really a religious guy, <laughs> but I'm a Christian. Uh, yeah. Oh! You know, and, you know, but he brought up the point. He says, you know, and I, I kind of used that a little bit earlier, that inside the building is what he, and don't know what church he went to. We didn't get that far into it. Um, you know, but he must have had just a bad experience or something. I, I was raised Catholic. I, I had a wonderful childhood, so please don't get me wrong. But I didn't really learn anything in the Catholic mm-hmm. church. I, I went through nine years of Catholic school. We had religion class you every single day. You never opened no. the Bible. <laughs> the Bible was a mantelpiece in my home. You didn't read it. We didn't break it out. You never had Bible drills. You know, I, I got out of that and I, I started Bible drills. What the heck is that? You know, I'm thinking like running sprints on the court or something. As kid. But, you know, so he may have just had a bad experience in his church and 
they weren't friendly people like this church. When you walk in, ask anybody that's walked in new, you feel welcome in this church. That's why I fell in love with this church. It's the people, and they're just so accommodating and welcoming. Uh, you know, and that was his aversion. You know, and he's, I am God fearing. But, you know, it's just being able to recognize the opportunity. Just step up for a minute and talk about God in the middle of a gun store. How strange was that one? Right. You know, but, you know, again, I got my cross on, you know, my lapel. So, I mean, he obviously knows right away. Right. You know, uh, but it was it was just a really interesting one, you know. Then you you never know when it's going to come or where or how or who, you know. Well, and and that that is the barrier to the end, end to entry. And I think the just the term religion and church for many people makes them turn the other way. Unlike me, I have been in temples. I, I, I've been in cathedrals. I love it. It, it may not be my particular religion, but I, I love going. Oh, I love I, yeah, yeah. the Buddhist temples in Japan. Oh, and, and the, the great Kamakura, and oh, it was amazing I, to see. And the, man, if you go down like the Cole Cathedral downtown in in Houston, the Catholic, oh, it's un, it's awe inspiring. You got that Hindu one right here in Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Ornate and amazing buildings. Right. Um, and I think that some people just have uh, an, an aversion to that. And they, they don't understand that it's, it's what goes on inside. And I think when we show that we care about what's inside the person, then you're more apt to help them. I, I don't think you ever really change a person you help them change themselves. You mm-hmm. help them grow. You help you help them grow. We change as we grow. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It. We like we, we don't. You're right. We don't, we don't change them. They they grow themselves. And well, we're getting down to the end of this podcast, and we we have one more this year, and then we're gonna have a two week hiatus, uh, and then we be be back. Uh, in the first of 2018. So I want to go around the room one more time and uh, get a summary from uh, from this week's panel and uh, start it off one more time with Mr. Steve Titch. Well, I know. I asked the big question just now. So uh, what I've learned is, uh, yes, there's always an opportunity to at least, uh, you know, plant a seed. Uh, and where that seed falls, well, there's a parable in... In the gospels about that, but certainly, uh, certainly to you know to keep doing it and get better with with each time. Kyle Trahan, you know, Steve, you asked the question they have in the back of the book: What church traditions are you willing to surrender to lead others to Christ? And you know, we're going to be going through some of that here soon, and we're going to be getting giving uh, up some things. Oh, that's right, with a new pastor. Yeah, that's right. We we have a new pastor, and and he recognizes we're at about capacity, you know, in certain areas of our church, and we're trying to change and evolve. And so we are. We're going to be adding additional service-type things. And, you know, so it's going to be giving up some. You know, some people are going to have to make sacrifices going to the other. And, you know, our, our class here may be affected by people that want to go to the world. That's right. And, you know, any of this. And so it's, it is just... 
watching what you can do to grow the church. You know, and so this lesson today is so relevant in where our church is going, you know, here in the near future. Uh, just amazing. And, you know, the thing about it is, as we uh, enter into this Christmas season, I just want people, especially men out there, to remember one thing. No shuts off all opportunity. At least a maybe mm -hmm. gives it light. And when you're out there amongst the people, understand your circle of influence, people are watching you. Don't be harsh. This season is the time to be a little bit, a little bit more flexible, a little more kind, even to give a little more of your time. And with it, with that, this is the Man Up podcast. My name is Bill Cox. We are coming from Sugarland Baptist Church, the Man Up group. You can find us on Man Up on SoundCloud, also on iTunes, Man Dash Up. Search for Bill Cox, and you'll find the right one. We also have a Facebook page, and you it's oddly enough, Man Up. You can post your questions, and when we get them, we will address them here at the Man Up Podcast. We invite each of you out there to find a Bible-based church, join it, go to an adult Bible fellowship or Sunday school class that is men only, where you can just be men, and if there isn't one, start one. Thanks so much. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Man Up. You want Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.